Hello, 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 and welcome to the Shadowcast, the podcast discussing all things hidden in the shadows. So, um, as I previously stated, uh, this is the Republican, the first Republican debate of 2023 for the 2024 election uh, episode. So, I want to go over what they talked about, what they discussed, um, you know, winners, losers, all of that stuff, kind of going deep into it, deep into it. Um, I'm going to preface this once again by saying that I'm not a Republican. These people are not trying to pander to me. I'm not voting for any of them, but I do think it is important to know, um, you know, what's going on and who our options are and uh, what these people are. So I'm generally a pretty uh, a lefty, a pretty lefty. Um, I tend to vote Democrat mostly because Democrat is more left. Um, not because I like the Democrats in particular, but because the, I want policies. I'm a policy first person. And so that's what I kind of want to uh, primarily focus on. But with this debate, it's kind of hard. So we're just going to get into it. Um, let me, I'm going to start with who's on the debate stage, if you're not aware. So um, most people will probably know former, pres- former Vice President uh, Mike Pence. Um, next would be uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He is uh, new to the game. He's the youngest one out of the bunch. Uh, Ron the Stupid. I call him the Stupid. I know his name is DeSantis. I just call him the Stupid. He acts stupid. Um, you all probably know him. Um, Chris Christie. He's probably the third uh, most well-known out of the bunch. Um, you know, he's uh, in New Jersey. Um, we also have Nikki Haley. Asia Hutchinson. Tim Scott and Doug Burgum. Okay. So these people, all the last four names I mentioned are not necessarily names you remember. And judging by their performance from that uh, debate, you will probably not remember them uh, at all afterward either. Okay. I'm just saying. So we're going to start with the opening statements. They each had their opening statements. They kind of tied the opening statement to... Oh, okay, first of all, I I shouldn't want to go there. I had to watch the debate on Nikki Haley's page, right? And uh, she did surprisingly well, but I had to watch it on her YouTube page because she's the only one who had the full thing up, even with the commercials, which I don't particularly care for. But I only ever really seen clips. I didn't really see the full thing in a lot of places. So kudos to her for having that up. She does get points for that. Um, but they start off with the opening statements that, you know, they, they kind of tied their opening statements to the economy, which I really did not like. Um, I feel like they should have spent more time on the economy personally, but they tied their opening, their opening statements to the economy and to Bidenomics and how they want to be against Bidenomics because Bidenomics is, is like apparently terrible for them. I, I don't see, you know, what they see, obviously. Um, nothing in particular there. All of them pretty much saying the same thing. Binomics is bad. We need to fix America. There's a whole bunch of debt. There's a whole bunch of, you know, there's a whole bunch of debt. And we all, they were all worried about China. I I honestly don't see the reason to, I, I honestly am sick of hearing them talk about China. It's disgusting and disturbing. I think 
uh, the stupid was the only one who mentioned Hunter Biden in his opening uh, statement, which I'm going to double back on later when we talk about um, him and his life. Um, but yeah, there was nothing really in particular that stood out about the economic uh, question or their opening statements. They all made the general opening statements. Um, the biggest standout, I think, was uh, Vivek. And Vivek says that he is not, uh, you know, he's not a robot. He's not bought and paid for. And that's one of the things he said in his and that to make him stand out. And I think that it, and I don't know. I don't know how well that flew with them. Right? Um, you would think it would fly very, very, very well because most of the people in the audience and most of the people who are Republicans are Trump supporters. So you would think it would, uh, you think that line would land well, but I don't think it landed as well as he wanted it to land. Um, it seemed to land well in the beginning and did not land well near the end. So, or in the middle or near the end, it, it kind of died out as far as the crowd the crowd was concerned. So I'm not 100% sure um, how that boils down. I thought it was particularly interesting. I thought it was a good thing to hear. I, you know, I, I don't know if I believe him personally, but I do think that is a good thing to hear and to address of how much these people are bought, paid for, robotic, just... You know, they're the same thing. I mean, you can tell just by their outfits. Like, if you watch this, all of them are wearing the exact same suit. It was creepy. Creepy. Nikki Haley was the only one wearing something different. She wore white. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it was a pantsuit or anything like that. I, they didn't really show her enough to really, like, analyze her outfit that well. You didn't have to really, uh, you didn't really have to analyze anybody else's outfit because everybody else was wearing the exact same outfit. Like, I mean, it was the exact same shade of, like, dark blue. It was really, really, like, disturbing to me to see that, you know? And in their opening statements, the moderators, one of the first things that they do is, you know, they have them say something so that they can stand out. And I'm like, none of you all stand out just from here besides Nikki Haley for that um just for the, on the outfit front you know um let me pull up my notes here so then they start talking about the economy kind of a snooze fest they didn't really say anything that was important they didn't really say anything that would help regular everyday people they talked about um canceling debt but uh, you have to realize that they're talking about debt, um, even the people who talked about um, them doing debt in their states, in their areas, they're talking about governmental debt. They're not talking about your personal in-house debt. So it would be one thing if they said that, oh, we pulled, you know, we pulled 50% of the people out of our, in our state out of their own personal debt to our policies, but what they're saying is they pulled the state out of debt in their policies, or they pull, you know, or in the case of Mike Pence, he would talk about, you know, um, the country and everything like that from when he was, uh, the former president, a uh, former vice president, excuse me. Um, but, and again, it's not, I mean, not, none of it was particularly groundbreaking in the economy sector, which is probably the most disappointing part, and I think that if you were, um, listening to me at all or if you're tuned in at all that's probably the thing you cared about most and that was probably the most um underwhelming of all of the uh subjects they're all pretty much the same very conservative um 
Next, they moved on to climate change. Climate change is a big, huge issue. Um, it, it, you know, we it used to be called global warming. We're in the hottest times I've ever been. You've seen all the national the, the disasters that they had, natural disasters that we've had. It's a full thing. So, wondering, you know, hey, what are they going to say about climate? None of them really had anything particularly good to say. Again, Vivek um, shined out with his answer, not because it was particularly good, I don't think, but because his answer was particularly alarming to me. So, this is like, I feel like overall, if the goal was just to stand out and make yourself known, I think Vivek wins. Just because he's the only one who seems to like really stood out among them. Like, he stood out, well, I shouldn't say he was the only one, he stood out the most among them. But as far as, like, his policy goes, his policy goes, he's not it. He's just not it, okay? Straight up, he's not it, okay? Um, so, when it came to climate, he says we need to drill more. We need to, you know, we need to do more oil, more drilling. We also need to go to nuclear power, which has its, you know, whatever. None of them said green energy. None of them said wind. None of them said solar. None of them said hydropower. You know, none of, they all talked about how we need to get the power back from China. China is the one making batteries. Uh, China makes batteries for electric cars. This, this, that. I, I, personally, it's just, I, I don't, I don't get it. Because in my mind, the thought is, if you want to be the world leader for energy, you need to not fight them on the energy that we're losing, because we're not drilling in America anyway. You, like, you guys know that, right? Like, the drilling that they're talking about doesn't all, doesn't happen primarily only in America. It happens everywhere. And American drills will drill in other countries. So... It's like, it's not that important. I'm trying to get this one piece of hair, sorry. So, it's not that, um, I I just don't. I I would have liked to see that. Nuclear power is an alternative option, but, uh, he said that by also doubling down on oil drilling and fracking and all of that stuff. And it's just, so, we're already in a climate crisis, and he just wants to double down on the climate crisis. Worst answer I think he could possibly have given um, nobody else uh, uh, particularly had a answer that uh, I thought was very good at all. Nobody else had a, had an answer that was that would stop the problem. Okay, and again, Vivek famously his answer was to double down on the actual problem. So just complete loss in that area. Um, abortion. This is where Nikki Haley actually signed. So that was their third topic. Um, third main topic was abortion. This is where Nikki Haley, I think, shined the most. Um, I don't know it, how much credit to give her for that because she was the only woman on the stage. And so, in my mind, I kind of expect the woman to have the best, um, answer or the most insightful answer on the fact of, on the, um, issue of abortion simply because of, you know, her being a woman and she's the only one who actually would have to, um, you know, these are affect her the most personal to everybody there. So, and she is again, she they all state that they're pro life, which I think is just disgusting in general. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro choice person. I personally believe that up until the last day, I've talked about this a couple of times on this podcast. 
I wish I was aborted. I almost was. I really should have been. And it has been a, a big point of contention for my family. Uh, well, for me and my birth family because I was adopted. And so they were they trying to double down on no abortions and have adoptions. Which, again, I think, like, if you listen to this long enough, and this is exactly why um, this morning when I went on my walk and I started talking about how um, I, my mental health cannot take this, uh, cannot take, like, being immersed in this all the time. I have to, like, you know, come out and take breaks, which is why it took me so long to even uh, make this about the uh, podcast, or excuse me, make this podcast episode about the debate. It's because they contradict themselves so much throughout the entire thing. It's hard to stomach. So they talk about, um, in the, in the abortion section, I think it's the biggest indicator. Uh, another huge one was education, I think. But, so they talk about abortion in terms of, we, you know, abortion is bad. You don't want to have abortions, this, this, that. You know, you don't want to have abortions. Abortions are bad. Okay, well, whatever. I don't believe you, but sure. That's your stance. Stick with it. Then they, then later on in the debate, when they're talking about foreign policy and war, they're talking about um, Russians raping Ukrainian women and men, or excuse me, women and daughters, and, and just and doing all this stuff. It's like, okay, so if you know that that's a brutal, a uh, 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 brutal, heinous act, why would you want? Why are you so, like, adamant on advocating for the child born from that heinous, brutal act to be born and live a life, especially when I- I'm sure if the, the mother who has to deal with that child or the mother who has to birth that child is will either have resentment toward that child because of how that child was conceived or will even give it up that child up for adoption. And adoption is not always the best option. It is a option, but it's not always the best option. Okay. So, I, I mean, take it how you will. I, I just don't. She was the only one who said that there should not be. Um, she was the only one who said, you know, it should be uh, 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 like states' rights. Federal law should not be involved in it this this that she's also the only one who mentioned how many votes and how and the electorate that is needed to get um what what they want accomplished done they asked for a six uh, a six-week ban on abortion federal wide that's what the moderators were asking about um she was basically saying that they should not do that it should be up to the states for the most part she doesn't believe in the third trimester um abortions happening but I think overall, she does believe that kid that it's not that abortion should be outlawed, but that it's a state by state issue. A lot of them kind of varied on that, which I think is interesting because Republicans uh, traditionally have been more take everything from the federal and have the states decide it all for themselves, right? That's kind of what their traditional stance has been on a lot of stuff. That's the traditional Republican values is to have the states duke it out for themselves and not ha- and not have the federal government be so big. They don't like big government. However, they're all running for the biggest government office that there ever is. So, it, it's kind of, uh, it, this is what I'm talking about. Like, it's just riddled with hypocrisy the entire way. So, they want to leave it up to the states. Eh. I mean, that's kind of where we're at now. 
for uh, for a lot of intents and purposes. I, I don't know how well that goes. I would just like to see them like just legalize abortion. You can just get the abortion and move the hell on. I don't see the reason why we need to have more humans. I don't see the reason why we need to have more humans in this day and age. And it comes again after we've talked about the economy being garbage for a regular everyday person. And they actually showed, which I was surprised that Fox News did, but again, they did it to spite Biden, so it doesn't really surprise me too much. But they did it. They showed um, clips of regular everyday people who they've interviewed talking about the economy, talking about groceries, talking about um, regular everyday expenses, gas prices, okay? Um, DeSantis lied on gas prices. He said he lowered gas prices in Florida. I literally texted somebody, um, my friend who lives in Florida, and he like he was like no he I mean he told me what the price was is the same as it is here in Michigan so I'm like bro stop lying okay um but yeah so we talk about economy being terrible people really I mean if we really double down on it they could have talked about how people can't even afford I mean people are talking about how they can't afford themselves or alone children then we went back then they went to the um, climate and they're talking about how you know, there's natural disasters and stuff. A lot of, uh, half of them almost didn't even want to admit that climate change was a thing, which I think is the biggest, it's like, and they don't want to have abortion. So it's like, you're, you want, you just want a massive, I don't even want to say massive, but you just want people to birth people into this world that you won't even fully acknowledge the problems with it. And that is dying because of, of human intervention. Like, they don't even want to acknowledge that, and I think that's the thing that scares me the most. But Nikki Haley was uh, was the winner there. Um, I, I think on, on the abortion front, she definitely, um, to me, was the one who stood out the most, who seemed to have the most uh, detailed and comprehensive answer um, to the abortion question. So points to her for that um guns kind of came up next they talked about um you know they talked about how there's shootings mass shootings this is that they a lot of times brought up the democrats as if like these are democratic talking points i don't think the gun mass shooting thing is a democratic talking point i think that's just at this point it's something that has happened it really only really happens in america it's an american problem Honestly, this should be something that was... I think that should have probably been number one on the list because it is, like, a solely American problem. Um, Because every other country has outlawed guns for the most part. Um, None of their answers were good. Um, I believe Vivek said he wanted to double down on the police. Um, It was just terrible. None of them really had any good uh, answers. They all were just talking about other things. Um, uh, somebody famously, uh, uh, I shouldn't say famously, but I believe, uh, was it Chris Christie who talked about um, mental health? This is a Chris Christie or Vivek who talked about mental health in, involved in that. Again, overwhelmingly not great answers. None of them had talked anything about banning guns, restricting guns, any of that. It was more... Well, we're going to need more guns to fight the guns, so we need to get more armed police officers out there to fight the people with the guns, and it just didn't buy. Like I said, none of their answers 
solved the problems, right? So they were asked questions. None of their answers solved the problem of the question they were asked about. And it just was... Ugh. Okay, it was ugh. It's ugh to hear their answers. Um, next, they went on to Trump. Okay, so they talked about his indictment. Um, they talked about if whether or not he's going to go to jail or not, or he's going to stay in jail. If he is the Republican nominee from jail, what, what would they do? Would they support him? This is that. And of course, they start off the whole debate entirely with the um, with the uh, statement that, you know, it's when you came on the debate, you've already agreed that you will support the winning candidate, right? So it's kind of a mute question. They asked about it. They asked about January 6th, which I'm sick of hearing. And I think, um, I don't even, I got to remember who it was who said that. I want to say it was Chris Christie who was the main... It may have been Ronda Stupid. No, it was Ronda Stupid. It was the Stupid. He was the the one who I was like, that's the only time I probably agree with him. It's like January 6th is over. We need to start talking about, you know, January in 2025, not January in 2021. And it's like, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you on that one. Like, I'm sick of hearing about January 6th. I'm over it.com. Like, I don't want to hear about that anymore. Like, that does not help me today. I just don't. I'm not here for that. So, I think he kind of won on that answer for that portion. However, um, bringing it home and really showing where his best is at is Chris Christie, who just was like, no, straight up, like, Trump should not, we should not do anything for Trump. Trump is terrible. He committed a crime. He goes to jail, and we all move on. So, I don't know. I like that. I like that answer, but... I like that answer, but I do like the stupid's better of just not even talking about January 6th because I don't feel like that's as relevant now. Um, I, 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 I get the um, jail question about Trump. I do get that. But that definitely seems to be vying for, um, a, a, for to be on Trump's ticket or to be, you know, commingled in Trump, a seat, something. He definitely does seem to... Uh, be looking for that like a political climb. Remind you, he's 38. He's the youngest person on the stage. He is. He's trying to uh, claim that he is the new, the new blood out there, the new generation. He. This is his first. Um, this is his first uh, presidential run. He's each. He's actually uh, able to have because to be a president of the United States, you have to be 35 uh, years of age or older. Um, so this is his first. This is his first uh, chance at being president. He's the youngest one who probably could be president up there, unless a 35 or a 36 or a 37 year old actually shows up. But yeah, so it's interesting. It's interesting to hear. He kind of doubled down on being behind Trump. He said Trump was the best president. He he even went so far as to say that if he became president, he would pardon Trump. To which case Mike Pence came up and says, well, there's actually a lot to do with pardoning. You have to, he, Trump would have to be convicted to pardon him, which I thought was probably Pence's actual best line, to be honest, which is sad because, I mean, I don't think Pence is a, is, is a horrible candidate. I just don't think he's a winning candidate. Like, he didn't, he was not winning before, I was surprised that Trump picked him to be the VP, to be honest, but hey, you know, 
Um, I just don't think that Pence did a particularly good job addressing that issue. Uh, excuse me, addressing everything, but he did a particularly good job addressing that particular issue because he said, you know, and again, the, the the crowd is full of Trump people, so every time they mention Trump, it's either you're on his side, you're either with him or against him type thing, you know, right? So, if you were with him, the crowd was cheering for you. If you were against him, the crowd was booing for you. So, it's like, what can you really do? You're running against the guy for president, right? I mean, they're asking if he's... I mean, he's in the lead by so far. He's, he, there's a good chance he's going to go to jail. I believe he's going to go to jail. And, and just stay in jail. In prison. Whatever. I, like... To me, he's... Uh, to me, I, in my mind, put him out of the race. And I think by the time... Honestly, because he wasn't in the debate, I think by the time we got to um, abortion, guns, and Trump, it was just, like, relieving that he was not there. Because if you've seen the way, they went to the stupid for everything first, pretty much. They pretty much went to the stupid first. Then, after going to the stupid, they kind of start going to Vivek when they started seeing that Vivek was probably the more... um, I would say, like, TV personality worthy of the bunch. Um, they kind of, they kind of veered toward, uh, Chris Christie and, um, Mike Pence. Mostly Mike Pence, probably because he was the former vice president, but they didn't really give him as much time as I thought they were going to give him. And Chris Christie, I think, because he's just, like, bullishly out there all the time and he's always in front so he's like used to it so they don't mind going to him they think they just like see him as like a regular at this point um the other four they didn't really even i mean they didn't go to them they didn't pay them much mind it was really like four p it was really a 4v4 like uh type event um, but yeah, so I, I do think Pence had the best answer with that because in order to pardon Trump, Trump has to be convicted. So Trump would have to have been wronged, go to jail. Trump would have to have, um, basically they would Trump would have had to admit that he was wrong and that he, uh, he did the illegal acts in order to even be pardoned from those illegal acts, which I think Mike Pence knows Trump the best out of all of those people on that stage. And I think that what he kind of was alluding to is that Trump is not going to do that anyway. So there's, like, pardoning him is just not an option, really. Which I was like, okay, I respect that, you know? It's not much I respect about Mike Pence, but that that I did respect. I did respect that uh, answer, him saying that. Um, Next, they moved on from Trump to talk about foreign policy, talk about war... Um, really doubling down on China again, talking about Russia and Ukraine. It was, uh, they kind of talked about, um, uh, Islam a little bit. And they talked about Islam a little bit, not much. Uh, I don't, none of their answers were particularly great for me here either. Um, I think this answer, I think the answer is that they, well, the question that they particularly asked was about funding, um, you know, the defense of the Ukraine from the Russia, uh, invasion and, you know, should they continue to funnel more money to the Ukraine? This is that. Most of them said yes. A couple did say no. Vivek, uh, basically said no. Um, 
I think the stupid said no. The stupid was uh, saying that Europe in general should be, um, you know, fronting that or, or being more involved in that and not the United States. I tend to agree with the stupid and Vivek on this one. I don't think that the United States needs to uh, be the sole defender of, um, you know, the Ukraine. I, I get it. They talked about China's army. And they're talking, and they also, there was a mention from Vivek about how Russia and China are getting together, and that's like the biggest threat to everybody. I'm not sure how true that is at all. But yeah, um, they kind of pivoted, because Vivek's answer was more, we need to stop funding the Ukraine and put that same funding in force and military action towards the southern border, which I did not like. Um, so then they went to Mike Pence. Uh, on the border talking about his failure of a, uh, him and Trump's failure of a wall. And he talked about how they reduced all this, they did all this work to reduce all this uh, traffic from the southern border, but then Biden reversed it, this, is that. It just became, it, it's, it's just disgusting. Um, Nikki Haley, again, was the main person that I, uh, I thought was the most... I thought that she was honestly, I was expecting Chris Christie to, to be the most, um, like, respectable, responsible, um, like, fact-checking. She was actually the most fact-checking of all of them. So she was the main one who was saying that, you know, it's not just the debt was also run up by Republicans and she got big cheers for that, which I was kind of surprised for. But I'm glad to hear that they also know that they are the problem. Um, she also was talking about, you know, uh, how, uh, you know, with abortion, she was talking about the votes and stuff to get the votes. Um, but she was also talking about when it came to foreign policy in the southern border, she was talking about how there are different, um, ways of going about doing things than, uh, just doing, you know, I don't know. She, 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 she really was not 100%. I, I think she, she was 100% for funding the Ukraines. She was on that side, right? But she didn't really sell it to me personally about funding them besides just the protection. Chris Christie actually yeah, did a better job of, 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 of like really deeping going into it because he went after Vivek. Um, he was basically telling Vivek, you know, uh, yeah, I get that you want, you don't want to fund them, blah, 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 but look at what's happening. They're raping, they're killing, they're murdering, they're doing all this. He painted a very dark picture, which is what you're supposed to do. I don't know how well that helped him, but I think he defended his own point very well. So I will give him a little bit credit for that. Um, the overall foreign policy war, not not good answers. None of them really had great answers. Uh, you know, I mean, they start off well. I think, uh, who was it, either Vivek or the stupid, when they said they don't want to fund it, they were talking about, we need to take care of America first. And I do, I, I am that person who believes that America first, um, we should be doing that. We should be spending money here to fix our country first. But again, the way they want to fix the country is not, I don't agree with it. Um, Next, they moved on to education. Ugh. This was just absolutely horrible. So this is when Ron the Stupid kind of shines in a little bit. Tim Scott made uh, statements about teachers' unions and how they want to go after them. 
Um, the, the stupid talked about Florida, obviously, as he always does, about what they did with Florida, about them um, stopping uh, critical race theory teachings and other teachings that they have going on in Florida. Not sure how, um, you know, not really sure how you feel about that. Not really sure how you, how you like, it just... The education system, they all realize there's a problem with it. But again, I don't think any of their, um, the answers that they gave are solutions to that problem in any way, shape, or form. They want to fight this and that. They all want to take it up to the states. You know, a lot of them said that, you know, what what they can teach in New York is not going to be the same thing they can teach in, like, Minnesota or something. And I'm like, that's primarily the problem, though? Like... I, like, they didn't seem to have a good answer. Fine. But if we can't really agree on the problem, I think that's a bigger problem. So they can't really agree that the that we have an education system problem. They can't agree to teach everybody the same thing. I mean, they outright, a couple, several of them, I believe at least three of them, outright said that they can't teach everybody in America the same thing. And I just think that that is absolutely, like, wrong and stupid. I think that's crazy. Um, that was the last big issue. And it just was a dumpster fire. Um, after that, they kind of did, like, a lightning round type thing. So... Um, gay and trans issues got brought up by Nikki Haley. And so, again, it's like one of those things where it's like almost every time you want to give one of these people points for something, they keep talking. <laughs> and they fuck it up. So, right after she was did good on abortion, I think, depending on who you ask, she did good on foreign policy. She comes back and starts saying that people who are naturally born male should not compete in sports um, with naturally born females. And it just was like, or like, and go to their events or whatever. And it's like, like, why? I thought the stupid was going to double. He did not. I think he got advice or something to not do this. Because that seemed like that was a layup for him. He's been known as the anti-gay hater, the anti-LGBT uh, person. He does not care for sexually divergent people. And he has made that very known to the point where he's starting, he's, actually lost funding and people are looking to replace him as the um, front runner in lieu of Donald Trump going to jail because of how much he has gone in um, certain directions and I just I, 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 I mean it was only a brief second it wasn't long she just made a casual comment and after she made that comment other people decided to make their casual comments Mostly leaning in her same direction of, you know, anti-trans, uh, whatever. It just, it, it wasn't like a full-on thing. They didn't spend time on it, really, which I'm glad they didn't. But in the future, you could kind of see, like, the next debate, if a couple of them draw a drop off and they have more time, they probably would make that another segment. Um, next that you know, the Fox News thing, Republican thing, I think it's just, honestly, at this point, it's almost like Fox News is mean. They have a whole meme about Biden's age. So they moved on to Biden's age. They, you know, Biden is, is the oldest president that we've ever had. He's in his 80s. Um, 
you know, Trump is no spring chicken either. And nobody on that stage is particularly young. Um, I think it was Mike Pence who kind of like slided uh, Vivek saying that we, you know, he doesn't believe that we need to be have somebody who's too old, but we also need, don't need anybody who's too young either. Um, you know, uh, Chris Christie, I think, kind of slided him too, talking about his experience. Nikki Haley and uh, Vivek had a whole lot war for a good second about it because he was like, you know, he, he's very open and honest about the fact that he is not the most experienced person on the stage. But again, he's he's the Trump panderer. So Trump was never the most experienced person on the stage, right? He was never an experienced, um, uh, like, politician, lawyer, any of that. He's not even good in, in legal cases, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I like, to me, I don't know how much people care about your experience. And as Nikki Haley was one of the ones who pointed out, the same, you know, in a roundabout way, a lot of you guys who are claiming that you have the experience are the reason why we're experiencing the fucked up shit that we're experiencing. So you can't depend on the same people who broke the shit to fix it. And it kind of came back as one of those. It, So they asked about a litmus test for the president. Um, you know, whether they can, they're uh, mentally are able to function properly. Um, so Vivek uh, has a policy about, um, he wants a, uh, a, a civics test before you're able to vote and he wants to raise the age to vote. I think that's stupid. I think if anything, personally, myself, I think that we need to lower the age um, to be president and keep the age to vote. I don't think we need a, a test on that. I do think that we should have a litmus test. A litmus test, if we are dealing with older candidates, um, candidates in their 80s and, and 90s, I do think there should be something that you know, not necessarily like, are you capable? But we need to make sure that they're okay in health. We see Biden has a lot of health issues. Um, not particularly strong, big ones, but like little bits and little bits and bobs here and there. He has, you know, Alzheimer's dementia thing starts peeking in every now and again. He can't uh, stay out too late all the time. He doesn't get to do all the stuff. So, like, I, I get the critique in that particular um, form. I I think the question was a, a, a very good question, probably the best question of the entire debate, but I do think it was framed wrong, and I think those answers made it seem like it was just a whole other question than what was actually being asked. So, there was that. They, at, they gave Chris Christie the UFO question, which I thought was hilarious. And he was like, really? You're giving me the UFO question? I'm like, yes, that's funny. Like, he did not deserve that question. Um, he really didn't have anything to say about that anyway. I don't think that's important. Um, they had, I mean, we don't, there's nothing. Um, so they had their closing statements, obviously. Only a couple, I think Tim Scott and Nikki Haley were the only two people who like pimped their website and was like begging for you to check them out. Obviously, um, they're going to do that because they are not the main people. They're not center stage. They're not getting all the airtime. They're not getting a chance to talk. And when they did, they did not come across as, you know, anything anyway. 
Um, so, that, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the stupid closing statement was just uh, exhausting. Um, Vivek had his closing statement. It was just, you know, he's basically doubling down on I'm a, I'm a new age conservative type thing, which I don't know if that's better for him or not. Um, so yeah, I mean, Chris Christie came in, uh, like, none of them really shined. I think the most shiny, um, of them was Vivek, but I don't think that policy-wise, any of them are particularly well. In fact, policy-wise, I think Nikki Haley might be, um, the, the better choice out of them, because she's the main one who was talking in more detail about her policy and what needs to be done and was more realistic about it in, in, in that, like, what the seats and, and everything like that. So I think policy-wise, she may have taken that home. As far as charisma-wise, Vivek took it home. As far as for um, crowd-wise, I, I, I'm not sure who won the crowd at all. I don't think any of them particularly won the crowd over, overwhelmingly over the other ones. Um, I don't know. They were really fighting over who can be the most conservative in the beginning, which they kind of always do, but I don't know if that's in their favor or not anymore. Um, as far as for a Republican debate, it, it seems like that would be in their favor, but again, you have to remember that even though this is the Republican debate, they have to, if, if they do win, which, I, you know, the the goal is you would think they want to win the debate and be the nominee, you're going to have to go to a general election. And so when, like, I, I think that when you're trying to be the most conservative person, it doesn't work out that well. So Democrats have this ideology where, you know, they for them to win, they think that they need to go more right and they need to be more centrist and they need to, you know, like, um, pander more toward uh, the conservative side to win over the conservatives so that they can all kind of work together and be teammates. The Republicans are not like that. You know, they all kind of want to be the leader. But at the same time, they're, they're like, it's really confusing because they want to be the most conservative. However, the country, as much as they like to think, because they have this idea that the whole country is conservative... And that there's just a few, like, liberal wackos out there who want, like, free college and stuff. And I think they're, like, that line of thinking is very old school. That line of thinking is, I think, would hurt them more in the general, right? I think that line of thinking really would hurt them more in the general. It may propel them in the in the Republican, but I think that hurts them overall in the general. Because... The majority of the things, when people hear, I'm the most conservative, they hear, oh, I'm going to do the least for you. And I think that's like, I mean, again, they argued over who was the most experienced. Um, They fought the timer a lot. Tim Scott actually very funnily was like, I'm Southern. I speak really slow. So, you know, and then the timer hit him for after he said that. And I was like, yo, bro, you just, you just ain't going to like. You ain't even gonna be invited back. Like, you take too long to answer anything. And it just, yeah. I don't know. So, overall, what each of them had to say 
Mike Pence, former vice president, doubled down on the fact he was former vice president. He's been experienced. He's been in the White House. That's pretty much what every former vice president does. He didn't stand out at all. Um, Vivek stood out. He says he's basically he's a new person. He's new kid on the block. He's who you want. If you if you like Trump, you should like him. Basically, not sure how that translates for actual everyday voters. The crowd seemed to kind of go back and forth. They like you know they seem to boo him when he said he wasn't a robot automaton, but that's kind of what he's kind of going with. I don't know. I think that holds. I think he does better in the general. I think him and Chris Christie actually do better in the general than anybody else on that stage. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Um, I do. Uh, Ronda Stupid, just Florida. Florida. That's all he talks about is Florida. That's all he can talk about is Florida. That's all he knows is Florida. Um, if you take him outside of Florida, I think it's a disaster. He's not even that popular in Florida. I think any, pretty much everybody you talk to outside of Florida, if you talk about Florida, they talk about Florida as if it's a whole different country or it's a whole different place. And it's not, you know... And if I, I'm not sure how many people are happy with what he's done in Florida, and judging by the crowds, I don't particularly think that they are particularly like. I don't think they're really rooting for him either. Uh, his time in the sun has burnt out. Honestly, he was a grape, and when they saw him, he was a shiny new grape. And the more and more they put him out there in the sun, the more he shrivels up into a, a dried up old raisin. And it just, it's just, like, he does, he, I think the stupid does better if he just stays away from the media and the cameras and the debates. Like, he probably would have been, uh, he probably would have won a debate if he had stayed home. Like, uh, honestly, he, I, I, like, to me, it seemed like after that debate, he probably lost points. I don't not have the polling yet. I need to go investigate that, but... It seemed to me like it, it just he would lost points. Um, Nikki Haley's whole thing is she's a woman and she's the responsible one. She kind of took the Hillary Clinton approach, honestly. And I don't know how well that flies for Republicans because Republicans really can't stand Hillary Clinton. So I don't know. I, she doesn't. Her policies are not Hillary Clinton policies. They're not that far off. As far as, uh, like, from what I heard on the debate stage, I have not checked out her website. She is not, she's not, you know, a front runner or anything like that. So she was not somebody who was really on my radar particularly. Um, but she did come out as being, in, I don't know. I mean, all these people are are just hypocritical and, hypocritical and irrational. But she seemed to be on the more rational side of the irrational people. So don't know how that translates. Chris Christie's whole thing is bump Trump, I'm him, you know, <laughs> you know Chris Christie kind of was just like, you know, he, he's like, he, he almost, without saying it, he kind of said it like, he kind of was trying to tell the crowd, like, y'all got to get over Trump, like, he's going to probably go to jail. He did illegal shit. I know you like him, but we have to choose the actual president. Like, he's the one who's, I, to me, I think the most serious whether you like that or not, I think he is the most serious, and I think that shines through. He is the most who's been on TV. He knows how the game kind of runs. He's the most serious, and he's not... He decided that he's not going to take the back seat anymore in a lot of different ways. And I don't know how well that works out for him either, but... I, uh, 
Um, Asia Hutchinson, not remarkable at all. You see I did not mention his name at all for any of these answers. Nothing he said was particularly great. Nothing that he, like, he was just there. Um, Tim Scott, just there. They could have just given more time to duke out with the other five. Um, honestly, he was just there. And I'm going to be real with you all. As a black person, I will tell you, they're not going to vote for a black person. He's just the new Ben Carson. The Republicans are not going to vote. I think Nikki Haley is probably out too, honestly. They're not going to vote for a black guy. They're not going to vote for a woman. They're not going to vote. They're just going to vote for a white guy. Vivek, possibly, he's Indian though. So who knows? But, I, I, like, the, those people, they're not going to do, like, they're not. They're not. The Republican people, they're not going to vote for him. They're not. Tim Scott's there. He's, he's they're not going to vote for him. Uh, Doug Burgum. He, the most interesting thing he said was that peace through strength when talking about war and foreign policy. I don't really understand that quote because the way they put it in the way the Republicans speak about strength is like blowing something up, right? They have the, like, I feel like it's a caveman ideology where if I hit you, I show I'm stronger than you and that now we will have peace because you will know to bow down to me. And I just, I that does not, that's not peace to me. That's not a peaceful, that is, um, oh God, what is the word? I can't think of the word right now. But that is not peace, that's oppression. Like, this is that, that's not what that is. So, and he was not remarkable. He looks like the one guy, the one actor um, from that Medea movie. And I have to go look this up now because it's really bothering me. Um, Medea Witness Protection. He's a famous actor. I just don't know his name. I And I know that movie. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up right now so I can tell you who he looks like. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Eugene Levy. That's what he. That was. That's who he was. Eugene Levy. That's who he looks like. He looks just like Eugene Levy. I could not tell the difference. It was crazy. So that's Doug Burgum. If you uh, look at Eugene Levy, or if you watch the Medea movie, then. Hey, there you go. You've you basically seen Doug Burgum. He's not remarkable. He didn't say anything that was really great. Um, overall, none of them were remarkable. There were a lot of hypocrisies. Uh, primarily, I think the biggest hypocrisy I was really hearing was uh, the stupid talk about Hunter Biden in, the, in his opening statement saying how, you know, um, I think it was either him or Chris Christie that talked about uh, Hunter Biden's lousy paintings and making money off of that. Uh, honestly, it's like, and then he, at the, in his closing statement, he mentioned that he's a father, he has three kids. And I just, I think the, again, the more the stupid talks, the the worse he is because it makes me wonder okay so he has kids none of him none of his kids are, are are above 10 i think he said 8 was his oldest kid and it's like okay so you're judging a grown ass hunter biden and you're trying to judge joe biden off of hunter biden which i don't believe they should be doing anyway but it's like okay so what like we see how you're trying to run florida 
you stop the um, critical race theory teaching. I've heard about PragerU going into Florida. You're doing the abortion thing. He was very adamant about um, anti-shutting down COVID, everything like that. We all heard about a lot of people going to Florida and getting sick, kids getting sick. A lot of people, he, he took a lot of flack in the media, which he, which he himself mentioned. But it's like, okay, so when your kids grow up, right, when, when your kids are old enough to be like Vivek's age, right, or, or even his age, what are they going to be like? Because we we see these, we see so many of these uh, politicians and public figures, especially politicians, talk about their kids as if they're accessories, you know? Oh, I have a kid, you should vote for me. Or I'm a family person, or I have a family, I'm doing the American dream, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yo, the American dream was to have a family back in the day. Now the American dream is to get rich, right? Regardless of whether you have a family or not, the goal is to get rich, right? That doesn't, I mean, the family does not help you with that. And in all honesty, the, 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 when that, that comes back to bite you in the end, because if you, as he mentioned himself talking about Hunter Biden in reference to Joe Biden. So that leaves me to believe that whenever his kids fuck up something, we need to blame him, right? If, if, if any of the stupid kids fuck up anything or do anything that we find slightly problematic, we need to start blaming Ron the stupid for that. That's what he's saying. And it's just like, you know, you're not like, he's not popular. He's not. They think he's popular because he won Florida. Florida has done so much shit. I mean, there were stories a couple years ago where they were switching people from Democrat to Republican in Florida so that they either could not vote or were forced to vote Republican in Florida. So, to me, he's rigging his own elections. He's he, His election was rigged. Like, he he's not a popular person. And I just, like, the more he talks, the less people like him. He is just, I mean, it is just sad. And, and when you hear him talk about those types of things, about his kids, about education, about all of this different stuff that he wants to change, it just... I don't know what his kids are going to be like when they get older and what world we're going to be in, but it stands to believe, I, I, I just wholeheartedly believe from listening to him that we are going to absolutely hate his children too. We're going to just hate his children. America's going to hate his children. America's not going to like him. America's not going to like his children. They're not going to like what they do, and he's trying to like... It just, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm a, I have a family. It's like, but you're the person who should not be reproducing. You're the reason why I want abortions. <laughs> like, you are it right there, sir. So you promoting you having kids as like a reason to vote for you. It's just, it just falls into just this deep pit of just disgustingness. Honestly, it does. So if I had to pick a winner, I would probably pick Vivek. Not sure if he's actually was telling the truth because there's further evidence since then that um, he may actually be bought and paid for. He is the very much the least robotic of all the people on that stage. Um, he is he is he, he just is the he's the least robotic. Okay, um, Chris Christie strong second, and I think that if he 
if Vivek was not there, Chris Christie would have won. Chris Christie uh, just straight up, just bam, punched to the face, punched to the throat. Every single chance he could at Vivek. Um, he really was, he really was kind of like, you know, he's just the guy, you know. He's, he, he walked in there saying, I'm him, you know. And I, I don't see a problem with that. Again, I don't agree with his policies, but his approach to it was wasn't bad. I expected more from Mike Pence. Mike Pence did nothing. Um, Nikki Haley was actually a surprise to me. I found out I liked her more than I thought I was going to like her. Um, Tim Scott, bye. Doug, uh, Doug Burgum, bye. Asia Hutchison, bye. Next time, don't even show up. Like, just stay at home. Just stay at home. Just stay at home. But that was the Republican debate. Um, if you want to see me do more of these, or if you want to hear more of these, please let me know. Um, I want to try and do more of this stuff. Uh, it's insurance time. A lot of you guys know I'm an insurance agent. Um, it's it's becoming AEP season. We're, we're, it's time, you know, we, we've doubled down. We've gone back. So I'm going to try and do it as best as I can. And we will see what happens. But yeah, I, I enjoy doing these. And I enjoy, like, uh, you know, talking to you guys about this. I don't feel like you guys get, like, a real person view all the time. You get, like, a a media view or a media interpretation. So I just want to give it to you from a regular person. I cannot wait till they do uh, Democratic debates, if they do them. Um, As far as the general, none of them. I mean, none of them hold a candle to Marianne Williamson as far as for, like, the people's, uh, the policies that actually help everyday people. None of the Republicans can even hold a candle to her. Like, they should not even be in the same vicinity. It, it is crazy. So, we will see how that goes. I will try to do my best to, to um, keep pushing these out as far as we so the other people can hear and learn about what happens. But, yeah. I, I do want to thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Um, surprisingly enough, this is actually just um, shorter than the actual debate itself. And I know you guys probably don't want to hear a long clip. But if you, you know, a long um, video like this. But, I mean, if you really want to hear the truth about it, that's really what it, that's really what it is. So, thank you again. Um, please do support me. Follow me on Twitter, or excuse me, X. Follow me on X, The Living Shadow on X, Z Living Shadow on uh, uh, Instagram and Twitch and uh, Threads now, and um, also um, The Living Shadow on Facebook. And um, pretty much that's it. It's either The Living Shadow or Z Living Shadow. Z Living Shadow on TikTok. I need to start doing TikTok more. So, um, yeah, please follow me. Uh, share your comments, whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me. I'm okay with having my own little debates. Like, you know, I'm. It, you're probably not going to change my opinion, but I'm open to um, different opinions. So we'll see. Um. <sighs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all be blessed. And remember, we are the assassination. Bye-bye. Thank you.